Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Bodacast episode 7, second show of the week. This is going to be the driest episode we've got. We are missing a soggy boy, but joining me this week, I've got the usual Drew and Chris. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Excited. Let's go. Uh, late night Bodacast, boys. Yeah, we're going, we're going real late night with this one. We're going to have to bring a lot of energy pumping right into the main vein. I got the eye black going. I'm ready to party. Lightning bolt. I'm just really good at math. That's why this was supposed to be a cross. It looks like a plus sign. Let's fucking go. Let's go right into it. Uh, we got some news we're going to be going over. We got the football recap from Thursday night. We got the preview for the weekend that's looking pretty average to below average. And uh, I think that's about it. So let's start it off. Uh, big story this week. Uh, Miles Garrett had his hearing, right? Great. Uh, came out saying that Mason Rudolph used a racial slur against him. Mason Rudolph and his lawyer in the notes app was very quick to deny that. Weird look. I mentioned this in my blog. Weird look to use the notes app as a lawyer. I don't I, I don't know. I, I thought that was pretty dumb looking. I think you can just use an actual like statement. Anything. You're a paid lawyer for a professional athlete. Uh, what do you guys how do you guys feel about this? This whole situation. Uh, so you know the NFL already reviewed this, right? Yeah, no, I realize that. I mentioned that in the blog too, but I mean, I also find it suspect they couldn't find any any sound from anything. Well, I so, mean, if, neither, if none of the players in that immediate area were mic'd up, obviously it's not going to be anything. Or are you saying it's an inside job? Inside job. Mason Rudolph's the future of the NFL. They don't want him being racist. It's honestly, I don't like Mason Rudolph just for this because he did instigate it. What Miles Garrett did is uncalled for. But right. I wouldn't get kicked in the nuts twice either. So, by a cleat, nonetheless. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we've talked about that plenty of times. Mason Rudolph's a dickhead. He should have been punished. He was not. Um, yeah. I don't think there's anything more worth uh, saying into that. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? NBA City uniforms are starting to come out. And uh, I'm going to start off with my uh, stand-up comedy that I'm going with this week. I want you guys to be ready for this. I mentioned it briefly in the text. Viewers, get ready. Listeners, sorry. Um, NBA city uniforms, PU. More like shitty uniforms. Am I right? Um, I More think... like shitty uniforms. All right, James. Yeah, yeah. You go, buddy. Good job. Good. good job. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I think, as with all uniforms, there there are good ones, there are bad ones. Um, I happen to really like the Celtics ones, other than the, the kind of off-color green. Um, I think that is it's... actually pretty. That is pretty sick. Houston tried doing a whole NASA one that looks stupid. Milwaukee apparently is called the Cream City, which is not something I would wear on my body. <laughs> cream City. It sounds like a Spencer shirt. Where was the Houston? Um, Clippers game right now, and Drew brought up a good point earlier. How much the Clippers look like the Spurs with their jerseys? I, I at it's one literally point silver. in this game thought they had the wrong teams oh. on the scoreboard because the Clippers look so much like the San Antonio Spurs. I can't attest to that or uh, do anything against it. I I, I haven't. I, I'm, I'm supposed to be our basketball guy right now, and I have not no basketball. So I can't, I can't stand or go against you on that. But speaking of basketball, scary moments today against, uh, I believe they were playing Utah, Kemba Walker, nope, Denver. Uh, Kemba Walker goes down with a scary hit to the head. Stretching, it's just concussion, like symptoms. It's not anything serious. Celtics actually just lost as I finished saying that. That was sad. Um, you never really want to see that. You never want to see anyone getting stretched off, especially hitting a hardwood floor and having a brain injury. Not great. Especially not great look for the Celtics, who Kemba Walker's been a vital piece of that chemistry they have gone. Yeah, that that's going to hurt moving forward, especially you already have Gordon Hayward dealing with the injury. Uh, and like you said, Kemba's been a, a cornerstone of the Celtics' early success this year. Um, I think mm-hmm. that they do have some exciting young players um, that are going to get some increased minutes because of it. Um, so that'll be fun to keep an eye on. Um, the Celtics are overall just a super young team, and it's, it's been impressive to watch so far. Um, so it'll be fun. Definitely, to see. 
fun young been team. Been really good so far. They have been. They've been, been the defense has been out of this world. I think, I think they have the second best record in the NBA right now, if I'm not wrong, behind the Lakers. I believe they had the first. They had the best record until they lost to the Clippers, I think. Maybe. Either way, it's great to see. Great to shove that in Kyrie's face. Um, yes. But, like I said, we're not basketball guys. Let's go into football. Let's talk about what we know, gentlemen. Let's Absolutely. give a little chat here. Talk to me about Thursday night, guys, because to me, that I was tweeting this game. It was fucking awful. Thank God for Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins saving that game and making big plays, because the rest of that was crap. I do not understand how Bill O'Brien has a job. Will Fuller looked really good in his his kind of comeback game. It was seven receptions. Yeah, he actually had a really yards. good catch. He had some electric. I mean, he averaged twenty yards a reception. That's that's pretty electric. He he, he that's really boosts to the offense that kind of allowed Hopkins to get open for those two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have it in my notes here, too. Uh, my hot take of the night is Quentin Nelson might be a, like, low-key top 10 NFL player right now. That dude, like, you could you could build an entire offensive line off of just him. Maybe mm-hmm. a one other dude would be mm-hmm. fine. Did you see the play that came out last week? Animal. Him what? in college, pushing the guy out of the way? They just posted... Was that... I didn't see that. Posted a video of him in college, and he pushes the guy, like, 15 yards out of his way. <laughs> You just like get the fuck out of here. Just he just pancakes people. He flattens them out out there. It is yeah. it's fun to watch. Like you, know, you don't get a lot of linemen that kind of do stuff like that. But he like pancakes someone that instantly is up and then is hitting another one already. His yeah. vision uh, real too. Yeah. All right, but uh, I don't think there's much else to talk about on that. The Texans ended up winning that one, uh, just short three points. I don't know. Uh, I think the uh, the Colts are starting to slide a bit. We'll see if they can pick it back. But preview for the weekend. The, oh, the, I, I jumped the gun. The Colts are in a, a pretty decent position to, you know, keep themselves alive. They just have to find ways to win games like this. And honestly, they, they can. As, as long as Jacoby Brissett's out there and um, they, they have a run game, which we'll see how that goes with Marlon Mack's injury and mm-hmm. see if they're able Last to... Night... Oh, sorry. Last night, the run game looked solid without Marlon Mack, though. Naeem Hines and uh, Williams really picked it up. Yeah, they, like they I said. Over 80 yeah, like I said on the, the earlier cast this week, I, I think their run game is a product of their scheming. And like you said, Frank Reich doing what he needs to do to get the running game going to protect his quarterback. Right. Hey, if it works, I'm into it, and clearly it's 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 doing fine. It didn't play, pay off last night, but you know that's just how it kind of goes in the AFC South. Probably my weakest division in the NFL behind, and adjusted no second weakest in front of the AFC East. Fair. Yeah, Fair. I'm gonna give AFC East below. That's because there's only one team that's worth a shit in there. Speaking of the AFC East, gentlemen, let's get into it. It's on the line, folks. Let's hang it up. Get it ready. Baker Mayfield retirement jersey game. I made the bet that if... Oh, it's not even frame. Whatever, this is audio. If if the Dolphins beat the Browns on Sunday, um, I'm retiring the Baker jersey. I'm going to leave it to hang. We'll be hanging it in the studio. Get some backlights on it, make it look real pretty. I thought you were burning it. I'm not burning my jersey. That thing was expensive. All right. <laughs> I don't think you're don't holding up your end of the deal. No, I think this you, is can, you can listen back to it. I said that I would not burn it because it's expensive. I will go back to it. Um, uh, Browns, obviously, uh, suspension issues right now. Couple injury issues. Uh, a couple players that are a little banged up, including Joe Schobert. OBJ was listed. Jarvis, I think, was listed earlier, too. They should be fine even still. I, I'm worried a little bit about the Dolphins because if we lose this, I'm going to fucking freak out. <laughs> but I'm not as worried as I should be, I think. What do you guys think? I don't think there's reason to be worried at the moment. I think if they come out flat and Miami jumps on them early, then you start to worry. 
And then even more so if the Browns can't pick it up, turn the game around, and find a way to win. I, I think this game is a must-win for the Cleveland Browns. You cannot lose the Miami Dolphins at this point in the season if you have any hopes of moving forward. If we lose the Dolphins, sell, like, sell the season. It's over. Oh, Moving back to Baltimore. No, you, 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 you're done at that point. You it, think it, Freddie Kitchens will still be in? No. no. If no. they lose to the Miami Dolphins, Freddie Kitchens is out the door. Yeah, I also forgot. This is a Jarvis revenge game. I want... I, I have a feeling he might ball out this one. He didn't have a bad game last week. No, he hasn't had a bad season. <laughs> he's been a drop here and there, but he's been he has productive. Been, he hasn't done what I thought he would with Odell being there to open up space for him, but I, I some of that goes on the offensive line and some of that goes on Baker. Um, but I, I really thought Jarvis Landry was going to have a breakout year in Cleveland this year. Mm-hmm. You're, you may be for a, a small selection of people who thought that because everyone thought Jarvis was going to be flat with OBJ there. I thought OBJ was going to take a serious downturn this year and Jarvis was going to pick up some slack because of the, the space that got created with teams double-teaming OBJ, which they haven't had to do at this point now that the Browns offense can't score for shit. OBJ is still taking all the defenders, though. We were talking about this the other day. I mean, the biggest thing OBJ has done this year for the Browns is take a couple defenders off of Landry and um, who's their other receiver? And Joku's back, so I mean... And Joku's not going to be back for Miami, but he is activated. Gotcha. But I mean, even at the beginning of the season, took a, a few defenders off him. Yeah, like I said, I thought he was going to be there to open up the field. I didn't think he was going to be the star that he had been in the the past years. Not to say that he wasn't going to have a good year, but he was going to be drawing a lot of coverage and opening up. And an offense that has, you know, Nick Chubb in the backfield and all those other weapons in Joku and Landry, and they had a couple other receivers too. Um, I thought that was going to be more of OBJ's role. It kind of has been. They just haven't maximized the, the usage of that. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that comes with time. I mean, obviously, we're, we're past this point. What? What? <laughs> Nothing. You just hesitated for like a solid minute and Speak a half. Speak your truth. Stop. Speak your truth. <laughs> what? <laughs> you hit us with the hezzy, James. You guys froze. I don't know what you said. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. We were talking about how you said you would burn the jersey. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. I don't think that was it at all. I but think, okay. um, speaking on Jarvis, yeah, he's been great. Uh, OBJ's been flat. He had a great catch. That's about all he's done this year. Uh, but let's not hang on to it too long. We got other stuff to talk about. Nope. Lions and Redskins. What's up? Do you have a pun for that game? One-liner? Oh, dude! I, oh my god, thank you, Chris. I forgot I did have jokes for it. Thank you. Um, oh, man. Dolphins, more like if this team Dolph wins, I'm going to kill myself. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 would hear again. <laughs> thank you. you know, I'm, really, I'm really proud of that. That was that was a hard one. Oh <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and read my Lions pun for y'all right now. Uh, li- <clears throat> sorry, my Lions. Anyway, uh, Lions. I'd be lying if I said they weren't gonna win this one. Am right? Okay, yeah. well you guys can respond to that one. So Redskins, more like a sunburn because they're the Deadskins. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. I'm so sorry to all our viewers. Uh, oh my god. Oh. We did warn you that this is going to be dry, so. Oh, where's yeah, the no. soggy boy <laughs> when you need him? Um. Yeah, this... where, where is that? Oh, partying. Little party boy. Um. So yeah, oh, but boy, Lions, Redskins, Stafford's yeah, out. I, I could see an upset here, but I don't think it actually is a thing. I think the Lions have this game in the back. Yeah, no, I don't think the Redskins are ever going to figure out how to win a game of football again. Hire the coach. 
How many wins do they have? Just one? Three. Three? They're three, six, and one, I think. Really? They did not tie. No, lies. Bullshit. You want to call me out? Hold I, on. That, that is a load of crap. NFC North, Lions, three, six, I'm talking one. about the Redskins. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> we... <laughs> Jesus. <clears throat> Boy. So confident. I was so ready for it. <clears throat> so, that was awkward. NFC East, Redskins are what? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, they're Redskins. They're, they're are one and nine. All right, I was wrong. One they're one and nine. All right, they're one and nine. So I thought we were talking about the Lions. Better. I think the Redskins are the worst organization in sports. I don't think they're going to win another game this year, and I think they need new management. Period. You think they're worse than Cincinnati? Yeah. Yeah. I think histo- like to ruin a franchise like they have. Yeah. I'll give them that. Okay. Overall, franchise is the worst in sports. That's fair. I mean, Zach would have something to say against that. I know he's a big, uh, a big Bengals are the worst in history, but I, I don't disagree with you there. But I, I overall, as a franchise, I think um, the Redskins are just run worse. They haven't done a good job drafting. They haven't done a good job in free agency. And they haven't they're done a good job on the trade. players healthy and telling them when they're actually injured. Poor fucking Trent Williams, my God. It's just a bump on your head. Don't worry about it. Right, Turns you're going cancer. Just get on out there. This all started since Alfred Morris left. I don't think that had much to do with it. What, a, what an odd time mark to say Alfred Morris is your marker. He just rode his bicycle there. Like, that's the greatest story ever. He was just such a saint that he, oh my God, he rubbed he off on the Redskins organization when he left everything went down. <laughs> everything went down. Anyway, so instead of talking about rubbing off on the Redskins, um, Raiders, Jets. The Raiders are absolutely going to need a big win here to stay alive. I believe they are one game behind the Chiefs. They are. The Chiefs are at 7-4. Raiders are at 6-4. They need a win here. Um, I think the Chiefs still have the tiebreaker, if I'm not wrong, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So it wouldn't do much, but it would do a lot to keep them in a good position to make a deep playoff push. I think they also would flip Buffalo. Um, with and a win. I just don't think morale-wise you can take a loss to the New York Jets. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, That will break that team. I I think the Raiders need to take care of business, beat the Jets, and continue with a, a well-deserved playoff push. Man, the Jets. Man, they, they should pack up a Jet and leave. <laughs> They're not funny. That's why I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Uh, they hurt. Really being appreciated here, and it's a little, it's a little painful, but it's all right. You know, uh, I'm here for the typewriting ears, so we'll give them to him. I'm here to please your ears. Um, anything else you guys want to? Any other notes you got for that game? Because I don't think there's much else. There's a lot of these games that aren't really stellar, like standout games to me. There's a couple big games. I mean, like the primetime slots, except for Thursday night, look fantastic. Um, Yeah, Cowboys-Patriots should be solid. Other than that, I don't know. Like, I'm looking next. Giants versus Bears is on our slate. I don't see why Daniel Jones shouldn't shouldn't torch them. Uh, The entire state of New York has a flood warning after they hear about Danny Dimes again getting wet. And then uh, Trubisky is in with his... Mysterious hip injury, so that's so a thing. Doesn't that solidify a win for the Giants? <laughs> Trubisky's playing. Real. Yeah. yeah, it's like all Absolutely. you need. Uh, he's just oh, so he has been so so bad. Inaccurate. I mean, he he just doesn't have it. Uh, Trubisky to be the thirty fifth ranked quarterback in a thirty two team league and have a starting job is fucking ludicrous. It's insane. Put in Chase Daniel at this point, because, you know, now I know why they call it the Windy City. 
Because Trubisky blows. Do your one-liner. I already did. I said, I said, I know why they call it the Windy City, because Trubisky blows. Oh. Yes. So, yeah, Giants should have no issue winning that game. Um, the Bears' defense has not been what we all thought it would be. Um, no big disappointment. Bounce back here next year. Let's go. Yeah, it's very pedestrian this year, so I, I think the lowly Giants will find a rare win this week. You, Gene, you say your one-liner again? Oh my god! Like as the star of this, I just I just feel a lot of pressure. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, now I know why they call it the Windy City because Trubisky blows. Am I left? <laughs> Am I left? That's what I was waiting for. Oh, just hold on there. So what Chris is going for there are crickets, but it kind of sounds like. Indescript streaming. So, Panthers versus Saints. No crickets. Bullshit. Shut it off! Just turn it off! We all hate you. Oh my god, make it stop! Alright. Um, Jesus Christ. Panthers versus Saints. Saints, obviously number one in the NFC South. Still crushing. Panthers not doing well. I mean, they have a seven percent chance to make it. Uh, they are sitting at five and five at five hundred in second place. Good God, NFC South football. Um, All right, let's just hope and pray to the football gods that we don't end up with a division like the NFC South a couple years ago, where the winning team makes the playoffs with a losing record. Oh, the good old days. Oh my god, that was the worst thing I'd ever seen, ever. Uh, yeah, no, since then, I mean, someone should put Cam in a shelter and put him down. P.U. That's a better cricket. That's a way better cricket. Um, I got one, I got one for the Saints, too. Uh, the Saints have been the star, obviously, of that division. They're the star of the NFC. Uh, they're one of the top teams going into the playoffs this year. Um, Saints, more like taints, because this team is the only thing that isn't an ass in their division. Ding dong, it's me! Alright, I actually kind of like that one. That was kind of funny. Thank you, I actually... Oh, wait. Wait till we get to the Eagles. My, that's my favorite one I did. Okay. Um, another thing, I just, I just don't have anything to say here. I mean, it's going to be predictable. Christian McCaffrey has a game. Kyle Allen looks average. Drew Brees wins it. What What do you want? Here, Here's my bold take of the week. All right. Christian McCaffrey does not have a game. Whoa. You want to you wanna put a, a, a sub number on it? Less than? Under 100 total yards and no more than one touchdown. Under 100 and no touchdown. You heard it here first. No, no, no more than one. No more than one. No more than one. Okay. One touchdown or less. I Chris, think I'll game. I think I'll have a game offense for Chris, a little Chris bit. Chris going with the safe bet. Understandably. I mean, it's Christian McCaffrey. I think this is going to be Christian McCaffrey's injury game. I think he's going to get injured. 99 curse. Uh, Seahawks versus Eagles. Would have been a great game two years ago. Uh, the Seahawks have a must win here. Because if they win, they have a tiebreaker against the Niners. And the Niners are playing the Packers. Forgot about that game. Uh, Packers win there. Niners lose. Seahawks end up in first. But we're not on that game yet. Yeah, we are. We're on the Seahawks game. We're on the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying that the Niners lose. The Seahawks win. The Seahawks move into first. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Seahawks need to take care of their end of the deal because I do think my Packers are going to take care of theirs this week. That's right. I have a heavy bet on the Packers for that. Aaron Rodgers done. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going to cut the tension between you two with a joke. Eagles, more like they need Kegels to tighten up the holes on their defense. Oh my god. <laughs> Woo! Uh, but seriously, real talk, uh, the Eagles defense has been awful. They were awful last week. Their run attack has been below average. 
And uh, they need a lot. Now, need a lot, on. a lot. Oh, just a minute. Oh. We're talking about the Eagles defense that held the Patriots uh, to 17 points. Uh, the underwhelming Patriots offense. Sorry, we'll get into that. <laughs> I, oh, I yeah, Chris isn't here to talk about that game. That held the great Tom Brady. To 17 points, and I don't even think it was him that threw one of those touchdowns. I was going to say, Drew, now did Thomas Edward Patrick Brady throw a <laughs> touchdown that game? I don't believe he did. <laughs> it was Julian Jezediah Edelman. I don't know who Julian Middle name. Still the uh, guy. Edelman. Still the sure, guy. Sure, sure. He's having an offseason. I'll give him a... I'll give I, a I think he's old, and I think Tom Brady is on his way out the door. <laughs> I think he needs Tom a better Brady, offense. Dan Orlovsky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs a better offense. Excuses. <laughs> excuses. That's all I hear is goddamn excuses. Excuses are the nails in the house of failure. Jesus Christ, that was like low-key motivational. That you're building a house of failure. Excuses are the nails that hold it together. I don't like that. It should be excuses. <laughs> the house is a failure. The house is not a good fails. That holds the house bad. Our excuses. The excuses. The windows. But then the house are just windows. Without the nails. No, you're building the house of the house itself is not a failure. The house is of failure. It's the house of failure. It's like the house of pancakes where it's not made of no oh, Picture failure objectified as a house. It's, it, it, it is symbolized in a house. The nails holding that house together are excuses. Terrible. I hate From both pain. of you. We're going to move on. This has been the worst <laughs> in the history of trade deals. Bucks and Falcons, another NFC South. Great, Bucks play again. Um, Falcons have a chance to actually sneak into the playoffs with a few other things, but they have to win out. The Bucks could be a good first step to that, especially the way their defense is performing now that Dan Quinn is not controlling it. I don't think the Falcons are going to make the playoffs. I don't either, but I got to have a storyline in each game. <laughs> <laughs> I think these teams both suck. Yep. <laughs> And this game is gonna be some ridiculous 37 to 32 bullshit game, and Jameis Winston's gonna throw four interceptions to a shitty Falcons defense, and that's all I have to say. I I think the Falcons win a ridiculous game. Matt Ryan's been throwing a few interceptions though. Yeah, Matt Ryan's getting up there too. He's he's. He hasn't been the same since that Super Bowl, much like the rest of the Falcons team. PTSD is a real thing. For sure. For sure. He, I think he still sees that sack that knocked him out of field every goal range time in his He grabs the ball, it's just night. flashbacks, war flashbacks. <laughs> he, he's the one seeing ghosts. Fuck Sam Donald. <laughs> That's going to be the theme. I think we should just make that our caption for like, our, our like every caption. Just fuck Sam Donald. Um... <laughs> We should make that a segment of the worst quarterback of the week before. And it's just Sam Darnold. Who's seeing ghosts? No, who's seeing ghosts? Who's seeing ghosts this week? I like that. I'm actually down for that. Stay tuned for like seeing that. ghosts. Chris? Thank you. A plus. Thank you. A plus. I'll be here all night. And I'll keep telling my jokes because I know they're really classic. I don't have a good one for the Bucks, so we're just going to keep moving. Uh, Broncos versus the Bucks. I said shiver me timbers, the Bucks suck. But that wasn't that good. So uh, Broncos versus Bills. Um, I'm not. I'm pretty indecisive about this game. I think I'm gonna end up going Bills. Broncos defense is solid, but meh. I meh. I don't think the Broncos have the quarterback situation to win this game. I think that's gonna be a lot of their downfall because they have some good weapons. If they use Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. They, they have a good rushing attack, and I love Cortland Sutton. I think he is a stud. Oh, he's an animal. Good on um, good on Vic Vangio remembering that uh, Philip Lindsay was a good running back last year and actually letting him run 
again because that <laughs> I think I talked about that and might have said the same joke but they just did not give him the ball they weren't really feeding him and you know now <laughs> they're giving it to him he's actually getting plays they're able to spread the field a little bit they just need a better quarterback under center exactly and I, I think Royce Freeman gives them a nice option to, to switch it up at running back I think they can utilize that duo really well a lot like the Packers use Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams um so that rushing attack if they can keep that going and bust some holes in that Bills defense that should open up the passing game and and Sutton's enough on his own if the quarterback can get him the ball to to wreak some havoc so uh, I have a, I have a question for you guys uh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. What do you get when you mix a horse and a buffalo? My ex-wife. Welcome to Quebec. That's my catchphrase I'm working on. Thank you. I have three hours of this. Turn it off. It's horrendous. Jesus, stop putting it so close to the mic. The viewers need to hear it. All right. All right. So let's move on to some shitty NF or AFC North football. Uh, Steelers, Bengals. Steelers are beaten up. They're not going to have Juju. Fuck Mason Rudolph. And Connor, James Connor, is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bengals on the other side, injury wise, might have AJ Green. They probably won't. I'm assuming he'll still sit because there's no use playing him. AJ what? Green is still Steelers. there. What's Why? up? Won't they just let him go, AJ Green? I mean, he's, he's a when he's healthy. When he's healthy, he's a top ten receiver. Oh, for the great Bengals. He's well, been the Bengals' offense for how many years now? When he's I healthy know. and on the field, the Bengals are a much better team overall. You do remember the story last year? The Bengals were eight and zero at one point. Mm-hmm. Collapsed, but they were eight zero. That is vintage Bengals. That that is what the Bengals do. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is the cornerstone of their franchise. Is being really good, being hyped up to be really solid, and then absolutely falling apart and imploding entirely. Yeah, um, I know. I mean, Andy Dalton or Ryan Finley. Why don't you just give me four quarters instead? It's the same as a Bengals ticket. Lacoma. Oh wow! Hold on, the music won't load. All right, Fuck, all right, crickets. Yes, moving on. Um, I <laughs> think the, the Bengals get a decent quarterback. They need to find a way to step it up on defense, and they'll be all right. Mm-hmm. But you like you are saying, no Juju, no James Conner. Yep, that those are the two big names. I think they have a couple more injuries in the on the uh, offensive yeah. side. Um, I don't think it matters who the Steelers put out there. I think they could put a Wee football team out there and still have a fighting chance against the Bengals. No pounty. Um, pounty, yeah. though. That's fine. You can just put a pebble in his place, <laughs> and the Bengals defenders won't really know how to get around it. Um, oh, God, a rock. It just reminds me of that episode of Spongebob where they have the, the snail race and Patrick has the rock in the race. <laughs> Smarky wins. I have a rock. <laughs> hey, Rocky. <laughs> All right. Um, but I think the Steelers take this one without much issue, regardless of who plays and who doesn't. What they play with. Yeah. Um, uh, Drew, you got something or you wanna, want me to keep it rolling here? Ready to move along. All right, Jags versus Titans, the game no one will watch this week uh, because there's only two games in the 4 o'clock slate. One of them, Jags-Titans. The other one's going to be Cowboys versus Pats. And this game actually holds my biggest surprise of the week. Oh, Drew, tell me more. Okay, okay. And it, it wasn't the Thursday night game this week because this is the traditional NFL Thursday night football game. It is weird <laughs> seeing them play not on Thursday. Titans-Jags is always Thursday night, I feel like, and they always wear their hideous color rush uniforms. Is it true Minshew's playing? I don't no. know. No. <laughs> that he's playing. That'd be cool. That'd be dope. I'd be into it, but I doubt it. Um, you, may, you guys may remember the Titans, but no one will remember this game. Mariota's toenail! 
I do appreciate you remember the Titans reference. That was that was that was utilized fairly well. Thank you. I worked hard on that. I actually I, that was one of the ones I like chuckled when I wrote. It. I was like, nice. <laughs> I hate you more by the puns. All right, hey, but let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the better four o'clock game: Cowboys, Pats. Chris, this is your game of the week, right? Yep, game of the week. Um, Pats have some improvement they need definitely on offense. Defense, I'm a little mad with. I feel like they just get sloppy as the season goes on. And but they should have no problem. Uh, it's going to be a tight game. Going to be a tight game. Chris, how do you feel about this game, knowing that America is rooting against both teams? How do I feel? I love the hatred. I am like Tom Brady. Me and him are one. And we thrive on the hatred. We also look alike, too. I've never wanted to drink boiling water more than I have right there. Uh, (laughs) Storyline. Suspicious Bill Belichick storyline of the week is that the Cowboys are going into this. With three players that have the flu and two recovering from flu-like symptoms. Uh, Chris, would you like to explain Bill Belichick giving the Cowboys smallpox? Yes, I actually have a theory here. So there was a man spotted on the roof while the Cowboys were practicing. Was he fiddling? I think Belichick had little blow darts. Did I just hear Megan laugh in the background? Yeah, my biggest (laughs) fan. (laughs) I think Belichick had little blow darts with the flu in it. Smallpox, I don't know, who knows. And he just hit two players, and there it spreads. And he chose not to hit Amari Cooper or Dak Prescott? He was hoping they'd be part of the aftermath and the spreading. <laughs> mm, he was just hoping to hit someone. That's going to be I'm hard. I'm certain when Dak Prescott is done playing, he just sits in a chair and just kind of... Like, just stares into the corner. <laughs> like, he just doesn't do anything, he just exists. He reflects on every throw in real time. Yeah. He eats Okios yogurt and just thinks about what he did that day. (laughs) You think he eats Oikos yogurt? He's the new Oikos guy now that Cam Newton can't walk. (laughs) I know he has something. He has some kind of snack food. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Okay, back to the game, though. Yeah. The Pats need to do some big run defense or Elliot will run all over him. I think this game... The Patriots could be in trouble. Ooh. Honestly, they need to have a lot of stepping up to do. I think they have a stagnant offense that is going to be very susceptible to a Cowboys defense that has been decent this year. A little underperforming, but I I think this could be a big statement game for the Cowboys defense. Possibly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but then you have to have the Pats. I think the Pats defense will step up. Uh, obviously, Gilmore on Amari Cooper. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a very defensive oh, game yeah. all around. Amari Cooper, more like Amari's going to be a pooper against Gilmore. Don't go to Idaho. Well, what do you think Amari finishes the day on a stat line-wise? Stat line-wise, Amari still, Amari still gets 70 yards and a touchdown. How many receptions? How many times did how many times did he catch that ball? Six receptions, seventy yards, and a touchdown. Against Gilmore? How many targets? Uh north uh I'll go eleven targets. Six receptions, eleven targets. Oh, so they're targeting the matchup, but Gilmore is is I have more faith in Gilmore than I do in Amari Cooper. So but but you think they keep going? Go Gamecocks. Okay. I think we have proof that Dak is shit, and it will show here. I don't know. Two interceptions by Dak. We'll we'll take one by Jason. Two Uh, interceptions from Devin McCourty and one. Dak is horrible. Dak is not a good QB at all. We've seen it when Elliot. Dude, that's a lot of interceptions, and Elliot's not out. (laughs) We said it's going to be a defensive game. I don't know that they're going to pick him off three times. The McCourty's alone. We'll Chris, see. I say we propose a bet here. If if Dak Prescott finishes with more yards and touchdowns than Tom Brady, no, I ain't pulling that shit. Brady's had an off season. I already said it. Yes. All right, now let's change it. Whatever your bet is, if Dak Prescott throws more interceptions than touchdowns, I was gonna say every interception negates a touchdown. 
What? So if you have two touchdowns and one interception, it's really only one touchdown on the stat line. Oh, you said gained is a touchdown. No, I said negates. Oh. Jeff Boy over here. I'm just trying to figure out what the... Every interception negates touchdowns. So I was saying, like, who comes up with a better stat line, Brady or Dak? I really don't think, unless... I think Dak has a better game than Brady. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get on. I was trying but to. But that doesn't that. prove that we we know Dak is bad. I think I don't think Dak's gonna have a good game. I think that defense, if they step it up and don't look like shit again, I'm not ready to commit right, right now and saying Dak's bad. I just think he's average to below average and consistent. Well, I think Dak can be phenomenal. I also yeah. think he can be absolute garbage. He is I think such a wide-spectrum quarterback in the fact that you never know what's going to happen. More no, often that's than why not, you should pay him $30 million. Right. That's why he's not worth the same as Rodgers and Russell and all those players. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Rodgers, let's talk about it, Drew. Hold Pats on. I have to runners. go back to the Pats one more time. Kill me. This is quick. Do you think the Cowboys players that had flu-like symptoms are going to spit on the Patriots players? Try to get them sick. Mid-game. Probably not. Packers, Niners. Skipping <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, over. Like I already said, the primetime games this week are fantastic. This is your Sunday night matchup. Drew, talk to me. You're feeling good already. I know we mentioned it earlier. I am feeling good. Um, I think the Packers buy came at a big time. Um, Devontae needs to get acclimated back into that offense a little bit more. Um, I think they showed up much better for the Panthers game, especially than the Chargers game. God fucking damn it, that was horrible. That is the one factor that concerns me. The last time they were in California, they got their asses kicked by a team that should never have come close. Um, now they're going there to play a team that has every right to kick their ass. But... I do think they're going to be better prepared. Um, they've changed their travel plans, um, doing a little different than last time. They are, getting their, they are getting there tomorrow as opposed to today as they would have before. Um, so I'm hoping that that'll bring some luck to them. Um, I love the storyline of Aaron Rodgers against the 49ers. Always have. Um, especially matchup. Oh, it's great. And this is going to be a good game to watch. A I think it's going to be phenomenal. I think it's going to come down to whether or not the Packers defense looks like the Packers defense of the first three games or the Packers defense of the last seven. Um, I hope to God that they can they get some pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. The Seahawks had a great formula in doing it with Jadavian Clowney. Um, he was able to disrupt a lot of plays, lots of pressures on Jimmy Garoppolo. We've all seen that when Jimmy Garoppolo has to deal with that duress, he becomes uh, much more of a Jared Goff quarterback than a Tom Brady quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's the key. The Smith brothers getting in there, getting pressure on Garoppolo and forcing those mistakes. Um, from the 49ers standpoint, I think Debo Samuel is the, the player to watch. Um, I think with some injuries on their side of the, the offensive side of the ball for San Francisco, um, he's going to be the go-to guy for them. Um, it's going to be a great game. I'm really excited to see it. Um, yeah, uh, Debo, I think, would be a good fantasy pickup this week, honestly. Him and actually, I hate to say it because they're going against me, but Devontae Parker would be a safe pickup. But we're not a fantasy podcast. I think Devontae Parker is going to be great for the rest of the year. That's just me. Uh, I don't know if you heard the storyline, Drew, uh, news about the game, but uh, there are actually no sex offenders allowed at this game. Uh, after the last incident where they were called the Miners. Why does God cry? Oh boy, thank God Chris wasn't here with the crickets. Oh, thank that's God. the worst part of the puns. Chris wasn't here with the crickets. Um, yeah, I, I think the Packers take this one, though. I didn't realize Devontae Adams doesn't have a touchdown on the year through, I think he's only played six games, but... Still, no touchdown. That's not a good look for your number one. Um, no, but I also think that it is a good look in the fact that Aaron Jones has, like, 14 touchdowns on the year. Yeah. They've um, been very run-heavy, which has worked very well. Yeah, and Jamal Williams, the, the, the duo that they have, they are 
fucking awesome. I, I love that backfield that they have. Under Underrated backfield. I mean, maybe not now, but like going into the season, no one was looking at them. I still think Jamal Williams is a little underrated. I, I think that man is a phenomenal compliment to Aaron Jones. Um, I think Rodgers loves them both. They're bo- they've both been great safety blankets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just going to take, you know, the, again, the bye week coming at a good time. Marquez Valdez-Scantling gets a little time to heal up. Geronimo Allison gets a little time to heal up. I think the offense is best when those guys are healthy and performing to the level that they can. Because Marquez Valdez-Scantling is phenomenal. He is so quick. Um, he, he can change the game with, with one or two plays. So if they get him going on top of, you know, the production that they normally get from Devontae uh, and keep the consistent running game going, then they'll be all right. I think they take San Francisco to the wire and finish the game out with a dub. Keep running, keep running the 49ers dry. Chris, you got any thoughts on this game? Like I said earlier, I think it's going to be a great game to watch. Uh, I think if the 49ers can contain Rodgers... I don't think he'll have a game at all. I think that is That's a, big a tight point. defense, but also the Packers are good at finding openings. The I Packers think, have been good, yeah. and I know I trash on Aaron Rodgers just to piss Drew off. Well, he's a great quarterback. He is very, very good. He's got a great vision, an amazing arm, and come down to it, if it ever gets under pressure, Rodgers is really good under pressure. I think he is arguably the, the best quarterback of all time when it comes to being under pressure and dealing with the blitz. Other than and Tom Brady, obviously. I don't know, man. Have you seen some of the throws that Aaron Rodgers makes with people? Oh, dude, the Hail Marys. Like, I'll agree. I'll agree. And, and there's one throw that comes to mind. It, it, it was back in Jacksonville probably four or five years ago. Back <laughs> in Jacksonville in my day. <laughs> But Jalen Ramsey has Aaron Rodgers by the sh- the jersey, yep. pulling him backwards. They're like the forty yard line, and he throws an absolute dime to Devonte Adams. Nowhere else that ball could have been, and he's getting pulled backwards by Jalen. Ra- mm-hmm. That nobody else makes that. Nobody else makes that. Throw. That's the broken collarbone game. Wasn't that Clay's Campbell? That was not the broken collarbone. No. Game. That was a couple seasons after. Oh. That was two seasons ago with Broke Collarbone, right? Uh, Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah. When uh, Brandon played the... uh, And that was Anthony Barr against the Vikings. Anthony Barr. The Vikings. All right. Uh, Last game of the week. Let's chat. Ravens-Rams. This has... This is my game of the week just because of the 50-50 of which way it could go. The Ravens could absolutely run away with this. The Rams could show up for once and finally do something. I uh, don't see the latter of those two scenarios occurring. I don't either. The 50-50 is just a base number. I'm going to probably give it like a 70-30 in favor of the Ravens blowing this one out. Okay. Uh, even Jalen Ramsey asked Mike Vick how to help cover or take care of someone that's like him but 2019's version. <laughs> like Mike Vick but faster and Arguable, I don't know if he has a better arm. But younger. Younger. He is indeed younger than Michael Vick. Yeah, but... Also, okay, let, let me do the math. Carry the two. No, yeah, he's like, there's multiple things. Uh, Mike Vick... I, I Honestly, I think Jackson definitely has... I'll, he's unreal. Let's be honest. He is fucking unreal. And John Harbaugh does an amazing job utilizing him and giving him the read options and the RPOs and with Mark Ingram in that backfield you're either dealing with Lamar Jackson who is beyond fast and beyond quick or you're dealing with Mark Ingram who's a little fucking bowling ball (laughs) that is such a good change up backfield and a Heisman backfield nonetheless ugh the Ravens' backfield is beautiful. Ravens' backfield's fun. It's going to carry them a long way for a few years until Mark Ingram retires and they find someone that can compliment Lamar like he can. That was arguably the biggest signing of the offseason. Ooh, and, I don't hate that take. That, I, that... Think, I think Mark Ingram has provided such a spark to that offense. And 
I know we all joked about it last podcast about you know the the interview and him looking like a fucking hairless gremlin <laughs> and shit, but. Look at the energy that he has introducing his quarterback. Look at how much fun they're having on that offense. And how can you not be running those kind of plays and making defenses look silly all the time? That is a fun offense to watch. And I'm sticking with that. Mark Ingram, arguably the biggest offensive signing of the year. Did the Ravens become America's team? I think they are on their way to becoming America's favorite team to watch. Just because they're they're fun, man. They're fun to watch. That's what I. That's what you want. You want to pump that like college energy, and you see a lot of that with Lamar and like the way that Harbaugh calls. They have that college energy. They play college style, and it's fun as fuck. It's. I want to chime in here. Is Lamar Jackson, like I said, is amazing to watch. But it also goes, I think it's going to show a point at some point that running quarterbacks, it's, for Lamar Jackson right now, the risk is, the reward is outweighing the risk. But I think at one point, I think Jackson definitely has the possibility of getting hurt bad. I think and I think he needs to worry about it. Until he physically slows down and can't do what he currently does physically running the ball Mm -hmm. he'll be fine i think he's smart enough and has such a raw talent when it comes to elusiveness that he's going to avoid those big hits and he's smart enough not to take them Mm -hmm. so i don't think he's gonna wear down as fast as a cam newton who was a power running quarterback which is a scary thought and it's a horrifying statement yeah Right. And then Michael Vick got into that rhythm where if Lamar Jackson had continued to play like he did last year, I don't think he would have last. I don't think he lasts five years. But now that he's refined his passing game and really started to look more into that. And again, all the options that he has, you run those read options, you run those triple options that lets Lamar get himself out of crappy situations where he might otherwise be taking a big hit. Mm -hmm. You have Mark Ingram there to pitch the ball to. You have, you know, an extra out for the play. So he doesn't have to, you know, take that extra big hit. It's where I agree. It's also, I think his elusiveness is, uh, I mean, I, I guess you can put Cam Newton in it, but you can't, is we've seen players just take Edelman, for example, took you know, one tried to juke out one player, tears his ACL. And he's young. He's young. But some of his elusiveness, I think something, a fluke incident well, could happen. But that's, that's what I'm that. saying. I Again, I don't think until later in his career when, you know, regular wear and tear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's under too much extra duress. Like a Cam Newton is when, you know, he's running down the field and someone comes and hits him. And he tries to truck through them, mm-hmm. as opposed to Lamar Jackson, who would either, you know, juke around them to the best of his ability and take the softest hit possible, or just slide and give up the play entirely, if he knew he had no chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think, um, where I completely agree, I think just from a, we've, he's already proved he's a franchise QB. Oh, yeah. From that standpoint, do you want to take those risks? And it paying off for him right now. It's 100% paying off for right. him. And I think, you know, he has to take the trend that he's, you know, gone with yeah. from last year to this year and continue with that. And he could still be passing the ball a little bit more. Um, but he's proven that he is at least a top 15 quarterback passing the football, even without the running. I'd say top 10. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's unreal. He's unreal. He, yeah. he overall, as a quarterback, is top five. Easily. This oh, yeah. Year. Oh, this yeah. year, oh. yeah. I mean, he's he's leading in MVP voting right now from what I hey. saw. Hey, my take on our little Boda Boys blog. That's my pick for MVP, yo. I hate him. <laughs> and, uh... I think that I think that pretty much covers the NFL. I don't think there's much else to say about it. Lamar Jackson's probably going to torch him. That's fine. I think That's so. acceptable. 
like you, I, it says here in the notes, though, it's either a blowout or a big game. It's who knows? I mean, imagine if the Rams pick it up, though. The Rams. This, this could strong... be the game they turn it on. There's all the potential for them to kick it on right now. Um. So that was the NFL. We're gonna talk about college football. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about this week. Um, honestly, there's only one real game that stands out on the slate, and that's Penn State, Ohio State. You might be want talking about Texas Baylor, but I really don't care. Texas is bullshit. Baylor's bullshit. Baylor's gonna slip. Texas already slipped out. Penn State, Ohio State, Big Ten matchup. Penn State's fall from grace uh, after losing to Minnesota. Ohio State's still trying to stay up there in playoff show. They're actually the number one team in the country. Any thoughts on this one, guys? I think Ohio State takes this easily. Justin yeah. Fields is an animal. I, I don't see Penn State winning it. Um, I think Ohio State is going to carry it um, and take the momentum forward. Um, I think they're going to be a team to, to contend with in the playoff. Yeah. Um as they always are. Um, you know, the, the Big Ten is a, a legit division, though. Um, and there, for them it's a to tough get... division, man. At the top of that division, there's a lot of tough teams. I mean, I think this would be a different story if they're playing at Penn State, but it's in Ohio. Yeah, it's the Big 12 now, isn't it, by the way? No, 12 is South. So 12 is Oklahoma. Oh. My bad. Uh, so, yeah, that, they're a tough division, and for that team to come out on top every year... Um, you know, all the credit to to them. I, I think that they'll they'll be good. They'll When's be good. the last time Ohio State has been ranked this high? Last year. Last year, yeah. Last year, I think they were up here and slipped down. And oh. two and years they were past blood and threw a lot last year. Everyone thought that's why he kind of earned himself to spot. Like straight from like 05 to 09, from what I remember. And then I thought they died down for a while. No, I, I'm not big into college football, so. The second half of the, the 2010s have been pretty Ohio big. State finished off as the number three team last year. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think they've been in the college football playoff every year that they've used this format so far, too. I think so. I want to say there might be one they slipped out, but... Yeah, Ohio State's the team. They've been the team. They're a fucking NFL factory of players. Not yeah. just like yeah. Iowa, not just like LSU. They are. They produce every position you could need. Um, actually, can't think of any. Oh, no. Never mind. All right. Um, guys, I think that's it for the episode this week. Unless you all have anything else you want to talk about. Oh, actually, real quick. I meant to talk about this at the beginning of the show. One of my favorite stories from this week is Josh Rieger. Uh, a North Dakota hockey player for North Dakota College, University of North Dakota, the North Dakota, North Dakota State. I don't know, that's not the same school. But he uh, he found out he wasn't playing, ate a pound of wings, which hindsight, not that much. While he was eating, got a call that he is, in fact, in the roster because someone got injured, came in, scores a winning goal. That's the beautiful college goal. What's up? Wade Boggs 2.0. <laughs> the Wade Boggs of hockey. I think that, I mean, I think the story is that this kid was probably drinking and they're just not going to talk about it. I mean, he was 23 and he's eating wings. Like, he's probably not having a fucking glass of water with it. Yeah, but he's drinking. Yeah, Wade Boggs on ice, baby. Love it, love it. Uh, other than that, I got no other great stories for you. Um, focus on that real quick because hockey is such an intense game, skating back and forth. That is so fucking impressive. A pound of wings sitting in your stomach. Probably, I'd say, four or five beers. You're eating a pound of wings. I and mean, you, you just suit up and skate back and forth. That's like... I'd double the beer league on that. That's like uh, going to Hooters before your beer league hockey game. North Dakota's not exactly a bad school either, man. Kind of yeah, a big hockey school. Hockey-wise, they are legit as fuck. Did it come out that he puked after? I don't know. I haven't seen anything about the aftermath. That is after. <laughs> I'm assuming he got to the bench after every single shift and just puked at least like one wing out here, one out there, every, every like. He's puking on a wing <laughs> at a time. A whole wing. Like he just like. <laughs> he eats the bone at all. It's a perfectly good chicken wing. Just bone, <laughs> bone still in it. He just swallows the wing holes. Oh, All right, I think that's good for this week. I think that's the cutting point. 
Uh, you already know where to find us. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Boda Sports. Big news of the week. We redesigned the website and we have a domain. We are thebodasports.news. Sick. Fuck.com. We're .news. Um, this will be up for y'all tomorrow at some point. Maybe tonight if I can finish it. I guess it is technically tomorrow already. This is 1230 when we're finishing this. Um, for Drew, for Chris, I'm James. We love you all. Thank you for listening once again. See you next time.